Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Habitat Update, the podcast about Japan and entrepreneurship based in and focusing on the Kansai area of Japan with the cities Kyoto, Kobe, Osaka and so on. The podcast goes live more or less every two weeks uh, as an audio-only version on SoundCloud and iTunes and there's a video version on YouTube. Check it out. My name is Tsugi and here with me for the 15th episode once more, Sabrina. Hi, Sabrina. How are you? Hi, Tuggy. I'm doing great. What about you? No, I'm pretty relaxed now. We had some very busy, busy week uh, days. Uh, well, last week was very busy. And uh, well, if anyone is watching now, and this is an incentive to go and check the video version. Here in the background, we have actually a screen with some uh, with a slideshow going on. Of oh, what the timing of the Hakosaka event. But more on that later. Um, any news from your side? Well, I think that uh, pretty much uh, right now we are getting ready for the spring, so we're in March. It's a pretty busy day in Kyoto and also in Japan. So it's, I'm looking forward to the next things going on here with the startup community. Oh, that's a good, hmm. very good segue actually. Let's start with, yeah, let's start today with like what's coming up in the next one, two weeks in terms of events or meetups. Uh, you shouldn't miss if you are in the area. Um, well, today, and this will go live tomorrow, is the 9th of March, and I haven't seen too much actually, and maybe there will be more announced. But the next really maybe interesting uh, meetup I saw was then the monthly Osaka Makers Meetup in Osaka, obviously, uh, March 14th, Wednesday, at the uh, Osaka Makers Space. Uh, I couldn't visit them yet. Have you been there before? Me neither. I'm looking forward to I haven't had the chance to... You, sh- you should. I mean, you're running a co-working yeah, space yeah. here. Yeah, I've heard I've... it's great. Oh, I see. But yeah, no, I couldn't visit them yet, but uh, go check it out. If you want to know more about the space, there is an entry in the Scrapbox uh, wiki we have. Um, check that page out as well, if you're listening here. Um, see descriptions for link and more. Then, after that, March 20th is a Tuesday. We have an event here at the Kyoto Makers Garage, mm-hmm. Service Design Kansai Meetup, or it's called Service Design and Drink, mm-hmm. I think. Um, it's the third meetup of the group, focusing on UX, UI, and service design. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty cool bunch of people. And this time, I guess the topic will be service design in public sector. So if you're interested in that, um, tune in. Come by, stop by, and it's 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 very fun. Anything for for anything to add for you uh, about that? Um, I'm very interested because considering the opportunities, I think the public sector in Japan has many opportunities, and I would say local organizations are looking for professionals who can provide specific service. Basically, I would say to to make sure that foreign uh, customers are satisfied with the quality of services in Japan. So I see many chances for startups developing mm-hmm. new thing, new things in the hospitality areas, tourist area, travel tech, a few areas that you can see possibilities. Yet I see, and some people I met, they're like, you know, service design or UX design, it's not that of a popular topic or not really, how do I say, valued in a way it is out of Japan, probably. Um, 
what do you think about that? I think it has to do with maturity market maturity of the market. I would say Japan is still a little bit earlier than other hubs in the world when it comes to mm. uh, marketing and, and design and UX and service mm. design. So in that sense, I think uh, design is seen basically as a, like a product design or uh, more in the in the production field. I think in the services design is still way behind, and that's exactly where opportunities are for international um, entrepreneurs and even Japanese ones who see opportunities and can manage to find solutions to support uh, public sector. I think that. With the amount of tourists we get here now, we are in March. It's the highest season here with the sakura, it's the cherry really blossom topic, season. Yeah. So uh, basic things like mapping, and location, and uh, hospitality, or hotels and uh, restaurants. I think there's so much that could be done, and that the only I think the only actor in in this field that could afford to pay for that kind of service design because it's not a very cheap solution is 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 a long term and it, it involves a lot of studies research and yeah. so on i think it would be the public sector leading and bringing uh private companies to join it so that's great so you have this meetup and they focus on the public sector and yeah. uh I'm, I'm curious I'll, I'll definitely join and see what they have to teach me um, in a similar fashion, actually, and that's the point, like many people don't even know exactly what to picture, what it means, UX or service design, UI, and they, they cannot even tell apart like UX and UI design, right? Um, UI, you're just focused on the interface, which yeah, is still, very limited. No, I mean, yes. Well, UX is also focusing on interface no, as well, no. but like... The, the, no, the I don't want to get into this. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like for that, to clarify and to give an introduction, we... Uh, announce a next Habitat Friday meetup at GVH Osaka mm -hmm. on March 23rd. It's a Friday, obviously. And I invited, actually, uh, one of the service design group uh, members, uh, Asuka, she will join and give an introduction in U UX design. And probably another friend of ours will join uh, long, ter long term, like in the field, uh, very experienced, and talk about uh, something a bit more in depth. And bring a case. What's his name? Marcel. Great. Um, so there's there's that March twenty third. We have the Habitat Friday. Uh, but before that, I was just you know it was a nice switch because it was in the same topic. Before that, on March twenty second, Thursday, we'll have a well it's not announced yet, but we're planning to have a storytelling night at Global Venture Habitat Osaka. Mm -hmm. Um, it really started from the last month's meetup we had. It was about storytelling and how people neglect the power of, you know, communicating in the right way, getting to the emotions and being relate relatable to, to, to your audience. And we said, hey, uh, there was this storytelling event. One of the members who used to throw and organize them here in Kyoto, uh, for some reasons he had to stop and said, let's, let's revive this and see where it goes. And so we organized a storytelling night there. It will be really more this narrative structured storytelling as you think of, and less uh, about talking about like the technicalities. Um, and one of the very interesting things to 
check out relates to that would be maybe uh, as a reference the moth the mm -hmm. moth you know, you know that the m-o-t-h such yeah. a story, very popular global storytelling event uh, we hope to have something in this direction mm -hmm. but let's see how it goes where it goes if it grows okay very busy, very busy week actually huh we have like 20, 22nd, 23rd, already three meetups. Then next week is a Ichi Pixel Osaka Games Developers Meetup, March 27th. Mm -hmm. It's a Tuesday. Um, if you're interested in games, game development, if you're a developer, go check it out. And with that, uh, we have the huge, huge, huge uh, Japan event, which is not in Kansai, but slash Tokyo. Coming up, just around the corner, March 28th, 29th. Uh, we both will be there. If you are around, uh, just let us know and we meet up. Or many Kansai startups will be there. That's good. That's great. We need more exposure of the of the Kansai scene. Yeah, we're gonna have a Kansai area corner with a lot the of. The Kansai corner. The Kansai gang is in the hood. I see. That's gonna <laughs> be. It's gonna be our neighborhood. They're like gonna be. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, if you are then back in Osaka. On uh, March 30th, they will, 30th, it's a Friday, there will be another bigger event uh, focusing also on games. It's a Game Creators Conference Osaka. Mm, great. Uh, I didn't know of that. Some friends working in VR told me he'll attend. Um, sounds interesting. I've checked out their pages, unfortunately, everything in Japanese. Uh, besides just the titles, you know, and it's in English. Cool, yeah, and then you click and you need to know some Nihongo, but anyway, it might be interesting for you. If... I have overlooked anything, haven't seen or not mentioned any event here. Uh, please comment, let us know, or just write under the, the podcast, tweet it out, so everyone knows and can join and uh, the ecosystem thrives. And with that, I want to close this section and get back to the screen with the images of, oh, hey, we see the Hakkawart here. And you're here, that, that's her. <laughs> Hardware Cup. Hardware Cup. Yeah, let's go back one week and talk about Hack Osaka, uh, one of the bigger international global innovation conferences, as they call it. Um, and it, is, it was really fun, and we had some very interesting uh, guests here. We had a panel discussion with, just as you saw on the picture, uh, Tim Romero, the host of the Disrupting Japan podcast, and a serial entrepreneur. And other very popular names were like Oko Davasuren, I hope I pronounced his name right. He is the regional director of uh, Techstars Asia. Techstars, if you don't know, ladies and gentlemen, you should. It's kind of like the equivalent of a startup ecosystem. There are the big names started in uh, Boulder, Colorado, building ecosystems. And they are behind the brand of, for instance, Startup Weekend, which... Apparently, Japan has the most uh, events of. Did you know that? That's the interesting. Largest the largest number of startup weekends is, in fact, in Japan. 68, right? 60, 66 or 68, yeah. Out of 420 something. That, that's so crazy. That would be uh, quite... I, I don't know what to make of it. Like, I mean, so many events. So it seems like there's an interest in startups and entrepreneurship, yet... Something doesn't work out. I think that the studio, student community here is very engaged in clubs and act cultural activities. And the Startup Weekend becomes one way to express that uh, membership of a group. And it is fun. So I think students, it is fun. It's really cool. students in Japan tend to have a lot of free time. 
and mm. that's that's very uh, unique to the to the university uh, environment here. I think there should be. They have to introduce some twist to make more out of it, like to engage them there for longer, not just come to these events and meet with the group. But well, it's a difficult task. Anyway, um, another very popular person from Europe, Oscar Neppers, is the founder uh, of uh, co-founder of, of Rockstart, a Dutch accelerator incubator. Rockstar. Rockstart. Oh, Rockstar. Rockstar. It comes from rock. Star, Rockstar, you know, and they have that, yeah. Uh, super guy, super nice, and he was surprised, and I like, I like what he said, like, he was like, oh, I'm surprised by the startups here, and very positively surprised, because they all seem to focus on solving actual issues, you know, social issues, and problems, and not just focusing on, oh, uh, let's produce this, a cool product to sell it and make some money out of it. And, of course, you have that everywhere else as well, but the majority here of all the startups, especially the ones participated in the Huck Award, the, 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 the international pitch contest of the Huck Osaka event, they were all really trying to solve uh, a real issue. Now, let's get into that, actually. Um, Kudos to the Huck Osaka team, because I'm sure there's a lot of work selecting the startups to join their events. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They tour around and they really try to collect a huge group of applicants and then select out of there. Um, I don't want to name them all. You can actually, if you're interested, you can check it out on their webpage. It will be, I will put it into the descriptions. And there is a recording of the main stage area with all speeches and all like presentations and pitches uh, on YouTube on the Hakosaka YouTube page. It's um, a video. It's a video. And, and I'll also link that one in the descriptions. Go check it out if you're interested and have maybe around four or five hours time. Uh, but the winner of the Hakosaka Hack Award pitch contest was it was called Dot Watch. Um, Dot Watch is how did they describe it? Let me see on the page itself. Where do we have it? Here, the world's very first mass producible micro braille actuator. Wow! So it's actually a watch for blind people, an interactive smart watch. Uh, for, 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 for blind people, right? And designed in a way they can really like feel and interact with it and... And help them to help them, to, yeah. to be more independent. That yes. was the whole point of their pitch. Yes, yes, yeah. And they had also like, they, he showed like they have also already in development various other uh, products. Like one of them was actually like a smartphone, a smart device. Uh, a type of, of hardware or they are collaborating with like uh, other cities trying to improve accessibility. Uh, what do you make of that? Do you think? I mean, it's a very niche, yet you have to consider it. It is very important. Well, I think it is a niche, but um, I think it's very interesting because if you think about the challenges for not only blind people, but there are other people with limited, with impaired vision or limited mm, independence. True. That will bring a lot of uh, inclusion for those uh, who need that service. So I think the problem is real. The solution is very interesting. It is innovative and it is 
disrupting. And that's why they deserve it to be the winners. I am surprised that I haven't seen anything like that. Or, well, I haven't looked for it really, but I assume you would have heard of it. Anything similar or like competition or something not already in the market. Yeah, apparently Is not. it that difficult? Or is it just no one cares? I would say they would need to try to find some uh, strong um, stakeholder, either the public, private sector. I would say, let's say for the Olympics in Tokyo as an example, yes. try to do it before the Olympics so they make sure that uh, people with impaired vision or any kind of a uh, limited uh, vision can join the event and then make a case out of it. Mm. So that's that would be an opportunity because I think on a daily life, it's really hard for all of us who can see things to be really uh, touched by uh, the specific needs because they have many. And that was very interesting for, from their perspective. It made me think about things I never would have thought about because it's, it's not related to my, to my problem. So empathy was a big thing on their mm. speech. So, and I think all, all the jury, the judges were very, very into this. So obviously it was not his first pitch. He won other awards before and uh, the startup is known and has been featured in different magazines and then online journals. But nevertheless, it's good. They participated. It makes sense. And it's, uh, it's, glad, it's, it's good that they won. Yeah. And I'm sure they found some partners, especially as you said, like looking forward to big events such as the Olympics in 2020. And uh, now Osaka is trying to, Kansai area is trying to win the bid for the Expo 2025. Uh, yeah, we need more of that, right? Sure. To include everyone. Um, then we had another award, another pitch competition going on, but I'll let you tell that story. So yeah, it's the Monozukuri Hardware Cup. So that's the hardware competition we had on a small stage near the uh, the main stage that where Hakosaka took place. So Hakosaka kindly supported us and sponsored the event with us and, and co-hosted the event because having such infrastructure at Umeda uh, station area, this is really, really, really glad to have Osaka City and uh, Hakosaka organizers involved with that. Uh, that's unique, even though Japan has such a long tradition of electronics and technology industry, there's no such an event in Japan yet. So that was the second year. Uh, the yeah, original, you, were there, you were there last year as well, right? Yeah. And the original competition is actually from Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, for those of you who haven't heard, mm. has been a very interesting center for computer science and robotics aligned together. And right now is a center of R&D for companies like Google and Uber trying to experiment with new technologies. So it's really, really, really a hot hub for hardware. And I would say in the States is the one that has produced the most significant startups, not only because the talent's there, which is true, there's a huge amount of talent there, but there's the support and the investment from investments perspective, mentors and companies willing to partner with those universities or young entrepreneurs trying to do things. So the finals are there. This is the Japanese, that was the Japanese uh, semi-final. And the Japanese winner will compete against South Korean, Indian, Israeli, and um, American, North American, Canadian, and US. 
But the, the, uh, everyone hubs. else, the global, so, yeah, there the global be, competition. Yeah, the, the finals will be in Pittsburgh, yeah. Yeah. including with one Japanese representative. And now, so the winner? What? Startup called Hachitama. Hachitama. And they are working on this IoT device. It's mm. the first smart toilet for cats. As all of smart you might have heard, Japan is known for a few things. Yeah. I would say uh, the toilet seats are automated and automated and cool smart toilet seats have been famous everywhere. Japan is also famous for how crazy people were about cats. So yeah, why not combine this? Yeah, but more than cute, <laughs> more than cute and, and, and interesting for cat owners, it's actually um, it's a way to prevent and monitor possible diseases that can lead to death of pets. Mm. So in this stage, they are trying only with cats. That's their use case for now. But if this is actually possible, it can be used for other animal yeah. purposes. So How does it exactly, like it's just reacting it's, it's to the behaviors of the animal? There are sensors that yeah, can detect. Yeah, so they have sensors that are proved by, by vats that would actually monitor. And in the case you have two or three cats, you can identify each one of them. Oh, the really? Yeah. Based on? Based on certain uh, medical... Uh, you, you have ways to monitor based on the medical... Uh, the chemicals. The chemicals. The chemical composition of the shit. It's it's poop. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. It's based on the chemicals on on the. That's interesting. That's very interesting. Yeah, 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 yeah. it, it is interesting because when I first heard the, their pitch, I was in Tokyo. There was an event organized by the German Chamber of Commerce, together with the Austrian Chamber of Commerce, and the German Embassy. Um, I went there. They were the second place and their pitch was very very interesting it was very passionate you can see they are passionate about uh, their area and they are the experts and apparently no one else is doing what they are doing so and they're using technology and medical uh, support I mean from the vet point of view there is a, a science behind it it's not only cute and useful. Oh, of course yeah and it opens I mean I don't have a cat I'm actually allergic to cats so that's <laughs> me too I cannot super relate to it but it makes sense and it opens up really possibilities if you think further like you can you can combine like if you can actually measure or get all the data yeah and then combine it with kind of like cat like food pet food producers or whatever and then the idea the idea know, yeah the idea is to expand and have more possibilities or to general like care. research behavioral or yeah that was very interesting and apart from Hachitam that was a very tough competition all we got 27 applications. We had to select eight startups, uh, all Japan-based. So that was the criteria. Um, the second place was a startup that, that is working on, uh, uh, it's called Shell Energy. It's a startup working with wind turbines, mm. considering using all the natural disasters that happen in Japan mm. and use it to produce energy, which was very, very, very interesting. And the third one was Smart Shopping, which is one of the startups we as Makers Bootcamp decided to invest mm -hmm. because they have a supply chain solution. It's a smart mat. You can uh, use it for industrial B2B purposes to uh, uh, mm. attach to your uh, normal life. You can 
use it for e-commerce and provide an integrated solution in a way that heavy things, especially yeah. when you have to carry things, you don't have to go out and yeah. grab your box and order things. So those are the three That's startups. very cool. The startups, and you saw it just here in the pictures, uh, the startups were also like uh, exhibiting uh, as a, as a booth on in the in the what we call what they call the communications area, mm -hmm. basically a showcase area for startups, mm -hmm. as well as the area where you there were like some speed dating, and matchmaking going on with investors, potential investors, and, and the startups. Um, that was also part of the Hakosaka. So it's not just a conference with presentations, but we have several pitch contests going on and a show area and. The whole event was free. A lot of people showed up, and I I really hope to see them coming back. It will of course come back and to grow or to become even more international and to see more and more interesting uh, startups. Me too. I mean that was great, and I hope both Hakosaka that is more international, that is more. Um, I think the creating process of Hakosaka is different <coughs> than than. Um, Hardware Cup, of course. But both of them were extremely good, and I think the level of the uh, first of all the startups, the pitches are getting better and better. Yeah, like compared to last year, I mean nothing against the comp comp competitors from last year, but like especially like also in the Hardware Cup, like we had some uh, improvements in quality and also in terms of like the quality of the pitches. Yeah. You know. I think there's a lot of much work. more prepared. Much you see small small steps. I would say from last year, I've noticed from the last couple of years since I moved to Japan, I've seen the amount of accelerators and incubators are growing. It's growing, which does offer more options of basic support for startups mm. to arrive at such an event and have some basic even their business plan now yeah. seems to be more shaped or more according to what investors would look for and that's really important to have ecosystem partners to provide that basic without that basic i don't think any startup anyway anywhere would be able to go to a pitch contest and win it after the hakosaka now let's move on we had one more actually international event in osaka it's the it was the get in the ring oh yeah osaka 2018 get in the ring is a uh, an event from the Netherlands. The name of the pitch contest is reflected then actually in the pitches because they had a kind of like a fight, a ring set up, you know, a boxing ring. And even the contestants would come in with like to, to Rocky music, right? And like <laughs> dressed up in a little bit and like putting up a show. And that was really cool. And uh, the idea is like really to out pitch the other one, right? And, uh, we had some very strong startups joining there and the winners were one in the middleweight category was Trillium Security, a uh, Tokyo-based startup um, considering and working on uh, transportation safety like for cars. Um, I'll put up the page and you can check it out if you want to know the details. And then we had <coughs> in the lightweight category winner uh, Marui plugin. Max Krimbauer, uh, part of the Global Venture Habitat in Osaka, of our <laughs> co-working spaces and, 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 and yeah, the Habitat. He won and he didn't expect it himself. And he was like telling me like, well, I just came to see, I had a page, but then I saw like, this is actually a big event. And then 
I quickly had to meet up some extra stuff, right, to really uh, uh, surprise the people and, and, and show what he's got and he won and they'll be joining both the global competition in end of May, at the end of May in Portugal. Uh, that's very cool if you're interested in these things and you're in Europe, in Portugal, around that time, go check it out. Or maybe in Pittsburgh, April 18th. When is that? Yeah, April. April 18th. Right now, they are the North American finals are going on. Mm. I've seen that Texas had a, a, a semi-final two days ago. And the level of startups of hardware is really, really serious business. So I would definitely um, recommend anyone, if you're around, to check it out. Great. And uh, that's more or less it from my side. Do you have anything to add? No, I'm looking forward to March, all the events and... The Sakura season. The Sakura <laughs> season. And let's hopefully uh, more startups will be able to um, go to international competitions like the two ones we mentioned now. And I think this is a great uh, experience for all the ecosystem, not only the startups, but also investors yes. and supporters. And yes, and now before we fully close, I have one announcement now about the podcast itself. We've been doing this now, which was very experimental for 15 episodes. And I think we got to a point where we have sort of a routine. And uh, I'm announcing here that we'll take sort of a break, maybe one month, maybe two months, just to revise, uh, look back, see what's good, what not, what works. Um, how can we, how to go on, like continue from here on and I'm also thinking about the next series of the Habitat Update Plus videos possibly but not sure yet uh, with that also like um, thank you very much to all the listeners that's for you right it's not just for us it's good for us to reflect and talk about these things but also to inform the world out there and in that sense everyone is welcome to send us feedback what they want to know what we should consider what we should change maybe uh, send us your input to habitatupdate at gmail.com or you can find me uh, on, let's say, Twitter at GwenST or Sabrina with the Makers Bootcamp at Makers Bootcamp. Anything from you to add? Like, what do you think? I think that's great that so many people have contacted us. Well, I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's an experiment. We haven't really pushed it very hard. Uh, we've been learning and uh, that's what I'm saying like now it's time to take a break look back see what we can do better see what we can actually make out of it where's the potential and uh, come back stronger than ever like the startups did now for this for the, for the events after a year sure and with that thank you very much thank you Dougie once more for having me here Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Habitat Update, the podcast about Japan and entrepreneurship based in and focusing on the Kansai area of Japan with the cities Kyoto, Kobe, Osaka, going live technically every two weeks, but, well, we just announced the break. See you. <laughs>